Ten minutes away from seven, Radio Sport, our international correspondence with onenet.co.nz, New Zealand's leader for cloud computing. Another weekend in the Six Nations competition, plus a stack load of football as well. 2-0 Manchester City over Arsenal. Vincent Company scored in the 58th minute. 2-0 League Cup final after 60 minutes. Russell Hargreaves does the rugby, does also the football for TalkSport in the UK and joins the programme. Is this now a comfortable margin in this game? Russell, do you think there's any way back for Arsenal? Not looking too good as the man who's literally travelling in to record the Arsenal Club podcast for post-match. Oh. It's going to be a very exciting Carabao Cup final podcast special, is it? And it's going to be a bit of a damp squib at this rate. Uh, yeah, not looking too clever, is it? And uh, Sergio Aguero, 199 goals now for Man City in his career in all competitions. Fair play to him. He got the opener. Uh, and then, yeah, as you rightly say, a couple of minutes ago, Vincent Company, who, you know, he's been, he's lived and bled and done everything possible in light blue in recent years. He's He's getting on in years. Had so many injuries, the club captain. It's only his 13th appearance of the season. And, you know, City have played 40-odd games this year. So, really good to see him roll back the years, be fit, and get a goal as well, I say, to the gritted teeth. So, looks, guys, like City are going to win this competition for the third time in four years. And for Arsenal, Wenger's still never won the Carabao Cup. And you just wonder, as the years tick by, as the pressure grows, as the defeats mount, will he get many more chances? I wonder. 25-13, the final score in the Kolkata Cup. Scotland over England. Um, obviously, I don't think that all of any of Scotland has been to sleep yet. They're still partying. Uh, players probably drop, <laughs> drop from the team if they return to their beds before 3 a.m. Uh, quite huge. How did you see that? Because I, I thought that uh, Finn Russell was an absolute monster in that game. What a, what a performance out of him. Yeah, it's been a brilliant weekend for me so far. My various teams out there have absolutely loved it. God, uh, no, they've been really, really good, Scotland. I can't argue at all. And Finn Russell, as you rightly say, Nate, pretty epic in the first two games of this championship. I know that he spent a bit of time in New Zealand as a youngster, and it's really good to see him come strong and play so well in this game. The Wales game, he was poor. The French game, he was on the way back, definitely. And people had said that maybe with this move to Paris, to Racing Metro at the end of the season, his head been turned a bit. But you know what? When it really mattered in this game, he was bang on it. I've got to stay in the back row was John Barkley the captain king of the breakdown maybe given a bit too much latitude by the referee at times but still he played to the ref and played that back row position quite brilliantly so you look at turnovers the error count from England the missed tackles England just weren't at it defensively in terms of their set piece they were just really disappointing and as much as Eddie Jones has only lost two games in 26 that's two pretty bad losses in meaningful games and as we slowly build up to this World Cup questions being asked again and guys you heard about this apparent spat in the tunnel before yeah. the game where Owen Farrell gets embroiled. Uh, no one's really talking much about it at the moment. Eddie Jones is locked down and tried to, to put it to bed as best he can. But, you know, if that did happen, if England got involved in something stupid and revved the Scots up even more and gave them even more motivation to go out there in front of the 65,000 crowd baying for blood, then more for them. So fair play to the Scots for that as well, to handle that occasion, which, as we know, is as important as anything, isn't it? Getting it right pre-match as you run out onto the field to be in that right state of mind. So, I mean, sort of after the Lions tour last year, the big thing was, why don't we get to see the All Blacks versus England? Um, you know, this is what we really need to see because England's, you know, this the uh, side, they're probably better than the All Blacks, some people are saying. This, this year it's been really interesting, and it can't just be down to missing Billy Vunapula because they played... Quite a few games with Nathan Hughes there at number eight. Are they are they getting a bit stale? What what's happening here, and why aren't they just steamrolling these other sides, Russell? It's a really good question. To be fair, they played a few games with neither Hughes or Vunapola injured as well, and had young Sam Simmons play, who's injured himself. So the competition for places and the strength and depth, I think, is there, Nate. Funnily enough, in, in almost every single position. 
I think what Eddie Jones is trying to do is have this blend of some senior older players so if he wants to stick with him right through to the World Cup and then probably be phased out. You think of Dylan Harley, Mike Brown, uh, Dan Cole, these would be examples. Then he's got his kind of younger guys who come through and really are the glue, the key players that he thinks will drive the team on from there. You think of an Ant Watson, for example, playing wing, probably switching to fullback. He's trying to, to balance his generations and balance the importance of his players and get it right phase by phase right up to that World Cup. And on the whole, it's worked. There's certainly questions are now being asked about how he's doing it. Has he got the right personnel in? Should Jamie George now start replacing Hartley? That is one definite question for sure. And the other for me, looking back at that game, as I talked about the, the prominence of Hamish Watson and particularly Barkley at the breakdown, where do England lie there? They don't have a specialist seven. They don't have an open side. Rob Shaw's been moved back to seven. Laws is really a lot. He's playing at six. Do you bring Sam Underhill in from the start? Did himself no favours coming on and getting yellow carded? I think the balance of that back row is a problem and a porous defence as well. If you run through the middle of England, you can score tries and the Scots with the brilliance of Hugh Jones shows that on multiple occasions as well. Lateral passing, not enough incision moving forward. There's definitely issues there. England brilliant in the first year under Eddie Jones. So-so in the second, so-so in the third so far. And I think the cracks are there. It'll be fascinating now. This is the line in the sand. Will they multiply those cracks or will they be seized and closed up and will England realign and push on again? They're still in the championship. The Scots are back in it. The Irish very much leading the way after their great win against Wales at the weekend. It'll be a fascinating last three weeks of this championship, I tell you. Well, Ireland has the extra bonus point, Russell. So it is possible last game of the season, England could beat Ireland and still not win the Six Nations. Yeah, you're right. And I think, you know, that is probably a fair reflection at the moment on the balance of play. And what would be frustrating for me is if Scotland get it right and play bullyingly against England, then the same old adage, the same thing that's thrown at them. What if they're flat and lackluster when they go to Dublin in match week four and don't deliver? That would kind of annoy me as an Englishman, I'll be honest, because we saw the Scots be so poor against Wales, sneak through deservedly, I think, with the way they fought back against the French, but nothing like this performance. And, and as ever, the Scots have turned it on in a game like this, to be fair, it's the first time since 08 they've won the fixture and the first time they scored tries in it at home since 2004, which is unbelievable. But they got it bang on. You know, they head to Dublin next. England have got to go to Paris to face a French team who finally got their first win in the game I covered against Italy on Friday night. So a couple of really intriguing games there. But we could be looking back at a three-way title battle that you're spot on. The Irish are in the driving seat. They've not been at their best, to be honest, at times in the championship either. But I think this game with the likes of Jacob Stockdale, an amazing find, eight tries and seven internationals, one or two other youngsters with mm. limited caps coming in, a lack of experience, but getting the job done. Uh, and, and fair play to them against the Welsh team, who've got three key experienced players returning for that game as well. Hey, thanks, Russell. Really appreciate that. Meantime, City 3-0, David Silver.